Hi, I'm Amber. And hi, I'm Brenda. And this is the Minority Millennial Money Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Minority Millennial Money. Today, we're going to talk about some things that the rich do. Um, And Amber, uh, can you tell us a little bit about where we got these points? Yeah, so me and Brenda are really avid on Twitter. Um, (laughs) We're just like all over Twitter, all pretty much all day. It's like my whole life. Um, Anyway, so we have friends on Twitter, everything, a whole life on Twitter. And anyway, there's a lot of money people who tweet all the time. And one of them that we both saw post is called the Millennial Money Woman. And she posted a bunch of tweets about 11 things that the rich do differently. Mm, Okay. So we're going to talk about a few of them. Uh, One of them is that they don't quit. So what do you think about that? So... Yeah, I mean, like, I think that, like, people who have money, like, self-made money, I do think that they work hard, they work a lot of hours. Um, When they get rejected, they continue. They don't let it, um, you know, dissuade them from doing it. What I've seen about with a lot of people who are just coming up on, you know, making money or, um, you know, are still in sort of like a poverty situation is that they're sort of um, emotional or mental like, um, I don't know, like endurance. They, yeah. Like they get down easily. So like if something mm. doesn't work out for them, if they go try to sign up for classes at a community college and they miss the deadline, it's like, they'll be like, Oh, I missed the deadline. Like, you know, Oh, well, I guess I won't go. Yeah. I guess I'm not worth it. I guess it's like, it's not for me to go to school. And it's like, no, like email somebody exactly you wait till there's a new deadline like keep going and I feel like right. their confidence is so low um and that and I see that as a really big difference between people who have money and people who don't and I think we both know based on our backgrounds and based on where we are in life right now we probably you know both know a lot of people on both sides we think that's true. right I think some of it is like just having grit right like I I'm learning that even more now and doing a PhD. It's like, actually my goal is not to be perfect or to always get it right, but just to always be growing. And like, if I quote unquote fail, like for example, last semester, I actually did miss a deadline and I forgot to submit an assignment and I got a zero. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got a zero in a PhD. (laughs) You know, like I could have just been like, well, I guess I'm just not cut out for this. Like I quit. Here's your scholarship back, you know? But I was like, oh, well, I'll just make a B in the class and I got to keep going. Like, it's not the end of the world. Right. And I think you're right. And I think also you have to have an attitude of being proactive instead of reactive. Like, yes, not just wait for things to happen to you, but think in advance, like, how can I set myself up in the best possible way for this? Yes. Right. Like, for example, I'm hearing a lot about what's going to be required of me in my third year. and hearing from people who did particular things that got them a leg up. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do those things. Yep. Right. And that kind of goes with investing in your network and seeking high quality mentors, which were two of um, millennial money woman's other tweets. So what do you think about that? I think that's definitely true. I mean, like I'm always trying to figure out what's the secret. 
right? Because there there are secrets. Um, there are. Honestly, that's how I stumbled upon the military. Like, you know, like I never heard of the reserves. I didn't know that you can do the military part-time. I didn't know that you can, you know, have a part-time job, you know, especially like as a lawyer, as a doctor. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of secrets and I just listen. Like I always have my ears open. I'm always proactive about Googling things. Like if I'm sitting here and I don't have anything th thing to do, I'm watching TV, I'm Googling, how do I make money? What's a, what, what are 10 good side hustles? What are people doing? How, how are, how are people rich? Like, what do they do to create wealth? Like I'm, the information is out there for you. And so exactly. it's funny. A lot of people text me and they're like, you know, how do you know all this? And I'm just like, Google, I have the same access to Google as you do. Like, like we all have the same Wi-Fi plan. <laughs> right? like, like you're do you have 24 hours in the day? Because I have 24 hours of the day. Yeah, like I'm just looking for the information. Like I'm always, like if I meet somebody, I'm always like, you know, if they're saying, like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, how, you know, what is that? Like, what are you doing? Like, how did you do that? Like, you have to work the room. You have to figure out what's going on. You can't just sit there and, you know, talk about Kim Kardashian all day and ex wonder why, you know, things aren't working out. You got to have your ears. For real. I don't know if that's like a journalism thing. Like, you know, I studied journalism in college. And so I'm always like trying to figure out what's going on. What's the story? Who's doing what? Like, I, I just, I'm always doing that all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do a similar thing, but, and maybe this is just my personality, but I'm very connected within my community. Right. So like, I feel like just naturally I've developed good relationships with people who are influential and they have kind of organically taken me under their wing. And I've also taken other people under my wing who then go on and do cool things and think about me. Right. And this is both professionally and personally. So you don't have to be like uh, fake about it. Right. Like, oh, uh, or, or even solicit mentors, but really to just get out, find people maybe in your community. And it doesn't have to be in your geographical community, but it can be like online, like the way that you said, you know, we're always on Twitter and we've met like so many cool people through that and learned a lot of things. Because, yeah, we live in an age where information is abundant and free, yep. and you just have to have the critical thinking skills to know what's what's reliable information that you can actually use and what's not. I think that's an important skill as well. But as far as like mentors, you know, we've both been clear that within our families, we don't have a lot of uh, resources as far as financially, right? But, uh, but that doesn't mean that we can't make it financially. That just means we have to figure out how to do it. Right. Um, and another thing, speaking about, you know, communities of color and they, they've talked about this on another podcast, which I don't know if they're recording anymore, but they were called El Camino Fi. Uh, it was like a Spanish and English based podcast. And they did talk about, you know, in our communities, and you've mentioned this too, we like to, we like to show off when we have money, right? Like your family wanted you to have a BMW and like my family did too. And like, and you want to have the nicest clothes and you want to have a huge house. But one thing that um, millennial money woman talks about is that the one thing, one of the things that rich people do differently is that they're frugal and they don't spend on lavish, expensive things. Mm -hmm. That's definitely true. Like, um, 
I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that, I'm sure. But I, we've talked about this on self-worth net worth episode mm-hmm. um, where, we're, where I was talking about, you know, like, I don't really need a lot of flashy things because one, I don't want to alert people to the fact that I have money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want you, when you see me, I want you to be like, oh, she got that from Target. Like she, she doesn't have any money. That's what I want you to see. Mm-hmm. Me. I don't need to get mm-hmm. robbed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need people to ask me questions on the street. I don't need any of it. I don't want any smoke, as the kids say. So, you know, I don't know. I I do know a lot of people who have a lot of money. And yeah, they just dress in normal clothes. They don't have a really nice car. They'll have an old car. They'll have, you know, a rundown kind of house. They don't want all the, the the Great Gatsby kind of talks about this. If anybody's read The Great Gatsby before, you know, where he talks about old money and new money. I don't know if you ever read that book, but Uh um, it's so funny. He goes to these parties and he's talking about new money and how new money people have all these like jewels and riches and beautiful homes and how old money just has, just, just has like normal, it's like normal houses. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing is, and I, I think this one's important just as a healthcare provider was that she said, uh, p- rich people tend to be healthy and, and this goes with like a whole constellation of issues that are under the social determinants of health umbrella, but you know, people of color tend to have more chronic illness. And if you're always sick, it's hard to work and develop skills and make money. Right. So at a root level, we have to take care of ourselves, exercise, eat well, make sure that you're not going to not that you're not going to get a big surprise medical issue Mm -hmm. because you just weren't paying attention. Right. Yeah. The one thing, though, that I will say about that is that, like, you know, I just want to address the fact that, like, sometimes people in poverty, they they can't eat better because of a variety of reasons. Either there might be for sure, they might be on food stamps. I remember those days. You only have four hundred dollars a month. You know, you're not mm. going to buy fresh food that's going to be that's going to go to waste, right? You're going to buy canned goods. You're going to buy chips. You're going to buy stuff with a lot of preservatives so that you can stretch that food for a long time. Um, you know, for sure. Same thing with you know if you have bad health, like you can't do a lot of preventative medical appointments because a lot of times the medical um you know the free medical welfare program that we have in the u.s at least um doesn't really cover from what i understand mm-hmm. it covers most like emergencies i don't i don't really know the ins and outs but i just know that i know a lot of people in my neighborhood we didn't go to preventative uh, appointments i only started doing that when i got a full-time job after law school and i had health insurance um and i read that the preventative appointments were free And so to me, I was like, oh my God, like, I got to go. Like every year it says, this is free. Like I could just go there. (laughs) It's like, you know, like they can like check me out and I I can know in advance if something's wrong with my teeth or my health or whatever. So, you know, I just want to like point that out that like a lot of these things are come from, you know, privilege, your financial situation. Yeah. Right. Right. To be able to get an annual physical to take time off work, to go to the doctor, to have transportation yeah, and to be able to implement any changes that your doctor tells you, which may be more costly yeah, is a big privilege, right? Yeah. So I think, no, that's a fair point. 
But on the other hand, we we should be aware to be able to do whatever we can. Yes. Yes. And yeah. You do family medicine, right? Yes. So you probably see this a lot. Or you may I do. I do. And it's, you know, I did I worked mostly with older people. And so I saw what a lifetime of not taking care of yourself looks like. And even if you happen to be rich at that point, you can't enjoy it because you're not healthy, right? Wow. You may want to travel all over the world, but if you have an oxygen tank to carry around, like, is it really feasible? I mean, it is, but do you really want to do it that way? You know, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, I, and I didn't really have a lot of patience with money, but I did notice that the ones who did, they were not as sick. I probably only saw them once or twice a year. Wow. Yeah. But my chronically ill patients, those were the ones who I knew were having trouble paying their light bill. Wow. Or they needed fans in their house in the summer because they couldn't afford to pay the AC bill. Mm. You know? What do you think contributes to that like what are they doing do you think over the course of their lives that they end up so ill is it their food or is it lack of exercise like what is it I mean it's the constellation of experiences that people in poverty have right a stressful work stressful life leads to having a poor diet who wants to exercise when they're worried about paying rent yeah Right. So just a lifetime of social stress, racial stress, you know, not having access to an education, perhaps having children. And so then, you know, it's harder to go back to school when you have kids, um, Mm -hmm. all of those things, right. Having several children, um, for women like us, you know, 50 years ago, birth control was just coming out. So, not having children at this age was just not even an option right it was bound to happen so anyway I don't want to digress too much on that the last point was they save and invest which is kind of what we're all about for sure yeah I mean I think you know when you're bored too like I I remember having this conversation in law school with a couple people and they were telling me that people were poor because they had bad money habits and I remember getting really upset about it because um and these were people of color by the way um they were just they, oh. they were very privileged and they had never really uh, probably never really encountered people in, in true poverty and they were really just like removed from the culture and from and from poverty um but they were telling me like yeah you know like why do poor people have iphones you know like you know whatever oh. like they have nice things they, they go to hair appointments that's why they're poor and I remember being like, listen, you guys understand, and, and this conversation sort of came up, you know, with all the stimulus check stuff that's come out recently, you know, and people are upset that poor people are, you know, going to Best Buy and buying whatever with their stimulus. And I was like, do you think about all the, the extra money, right, that, that people get when they're poor over the course of their lifetime? Let's say it's extra. Yeah, extra money, whatever. Let's, you know, a stimulus check or some sort of, some sort of windfall where they get extra money. Let's say, you know, they make tax return. Yeah, exactly. Twenty, thirty thousand dollars, right? Like let's say that's how much they get over their whole lifetime. I don't know. I don't know how much it is. Thirty, forty thousand, whatever, per person. Yeah. Is that enough to get them out of poverty? 
No. And they know that. Poor people know that. They know that this extra $2,000 isn't going to get them out. It's not enough for them to change their life. Yeah, it's not enough to enroll in an education program, usually. It's not enough to put food on their table for the rest of their lives. It's not, it's not enough to do anything. So what do they do? They buy something that's going to make them be a little bit Happy. more comfortable in their poverty situation. They get their hair done mm. about themselves for a couple weeks. They, you know, they get a phone so they can text people. And at least that's some fun that they can have while they're in that situation. Mm. And so I don't blame them. For, yeah. But I will say, like, once you start making money and get on a path where things can be better, um, you know, you have to change that poverty mindset over. So if I was myself as a lawyer, you know, still in that mindset, like from when where I grew up, it was like, oh, my God, like, yes, like, let me get all the you know, all the stuff, like, yeah, that would be problematic. Like, you got to know when to switch over those mindsets. So that's like what I'll say about my opinion on that. Right. And it's just very ignorant to make assumptions about what people in a different social class do and how they live if you've never lived in that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's presumptuous and we're just trying to help people who are at that little cusp, yes. right? Who are like, they have the potential, they have the skills, maybe they're just not organized or they don't know what to do exactly, but they're like, just going to like go over the little hump and then be able to earn money, save it, invest it and be comfortable. Yeah. Right. Cause we're not advocating to like be super rich. I mean, you're going to be on fat fire, but you know, I don't think that if I were to make double what I make now and I have before that I would be much happier. No. Right. It's like my happiness really comes from my relationship and my work and what I'm passionate about, but I wouldn't really be able to enjoy those things if I wasn't financially stable. Right. And I think that's the point, right? It's like establish this good financial foundation so that the other meaningful things in life are more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like having a kid, neither of us have kids, but like now I would be okay, right? I'd be financially stable enough to have a child. But like 10 years ago, that would have been so hard. I would not have. <laughs> Right. But a lot of women do. Right. And so they kind of get on a, on the, on the long track to becoming financially stable. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think those were some of the good points to cover from that list. And um, if anybody has any questions or comments, please DM us, email us, tweet at us. All of our info is on the website, mmmoney.org. And we are, I'm almost Brenda on Instagram. I do have it private, but you can try to add me and I'll accept you. And do you want to tell people your social media? Yes, I'm um, at Money Moves Auth, A-U-T-H. On Twitter? Yes, on Twitter. Yes, cool. All right, see y'all later. Bye.